Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Saturday, August the 12th. And welcome to our to our commentary. We're still in this incredibly hot period. Uh, we've had temperatures of over 100 uh, for, I don't know, I think longer than a week now. It's supposed to be like this uh, for another week, I believe. And then I guess uh, things will get back to normal, which is more like in the in the 90s, but it's just been a very tough time. And, you know, people are basically staying in. But but there's an interesting, uh, interesting thing that's happening. You know, the Rangers, the baseball team, they're playing very well and they're drawing these huge crowds. And I would I would argue that they're drawing these huge crowds, not just because they're playing well, but because they're playing indoors. So on a Sunday afternoon when it's 105, you can go to a ball game and watch the game and the temperature, I guess it's in the, in the seventies and you can watch a baseball game. So you, you've got uh, indoor baseball with uh, a very winning team or a team winning. Well, the consequence of that is that people are buying tickets like crazy and the Rangers are, uh, you know, buying a ticket to a Ranger game is quite a, quite a difficult thing to do around here these, uh, these days, but it is very warm outside and you got to be careful, obviously, uh, especially with young people, uh, with pets, and of course, older people. You got to be careful that they're not uh, out there too much. I, I I go out for a walk in the morning. You know, I go out for a walk in the morning, and I avoid uh, all of these ex- ex- excessive uh, temperatures. Just a quick note: I have a post over at the American Thinker this morning, talking about inflation. And I've got another one coming out Sunday morning as well, somewhat related topic. And the whole idea of how difficult it is to get people to think that inflation is coming down. Uh, in other words, when people are paying three fifty for gasoline and food prices are still very high. In fact, uh, compared to a year ago in our area, food prices are 12% higher. And here's another thing, too, that really drives the inflation message home. Uh, and a year ago, you could buy for what? Let me let me explain it this way. It cost a thousand dollars today for what you spent eight hundred and thirty six dollars a year ago. So eight hundred and thirty six years. Uh, eight hundred and thir- I'm getting myself stuck with numbers here. Let me say it again. Eight hundred and thirty six dollars a year ago would take a thousand dollars today. So that really shows you how this is hurting. Uh, the family budget. And the one thing, and I, I've said it over and over again over the years because I've seen this before, when gasoline goes up, watch out because inflation doesn't come down because everything moves by gasoline, not just people, but all the things that we buy and consume move by, by gasoline. And of course, airplanes and trucks and everything moves by uh, some kind of fossil fuel or some kind of, uh, of fuel. So it's a uh, you know, people are, are looking at some of the new stats and saying that inflation is coming down, but the American people don't feel it, don't feel it. And they're not going to feel it, frankly, until the price of gasoline comes down. Bring the price of gasoline back to $2 a gallon, and you're going to see how people are going to really feel a lot better about inflation. Well, we had a, a big story on, on Friday, of course, and that was the Biden or the Hunter Biden special counsel. And the story basically hit the uh, you know, hit the the pages, I guess, the front pages at about the time that we did our video on Friday. And I've had a little bit more time to consume it. I've had a little more time to think about it. 
And I've had a, a little bit more time to go to some of the people who I follow when it comes to these things. People, for example, like Professor Jonathan Turley, who, by the way, is a fantastic writer. If you're not reading his articles, you're really denying yourself some amazing information. Another very interesting person here is Professor uh, Dershowitz, who is actually a liberal Democrat, but has been very consistent in his criticism of all of this, all of this stuff about getting Trump. In fact, he, he just wrote a book called Get Trump, which is an analysis of what he feels is a very politicized uh, effort to get uh, President Trump. So I went to these two gentlemen and others, but these two in particular, who I value a great deal. Also, another one is uh, Andy McCarthy over at National Review. I always read him. So Andy McCarthy, Professor Dershowitz, and Professor Turley, I went to them, and they all agree that uh, this uh, uh, appointment of this particular independent council, it's a good idea in the sense that we need an independent council, but it's not a good idea that, that Mr. Weiss was named because Mr. Weiss is the man in Delaware who had done this uh, investigation that led to the plea agreement that fell apart when it went to a judge. Uh, I think it was in Delaware. The judge killed it and pretty much sent it back to the drawing board. And what they're saying is, is that it's it's very difficult to, to gain the, 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 let's say, gain the support of people around the country if you put somebody like Mr. Weiss as the independent counsel. It would have been a lot better if they had found someone who had nothing to do with the Hunter Biden story, somebody who had come from another another life, if you will, maybe a professor or somebody like that, a distinguished uh, judge who's not a partisan guy. That's who he really needed to name. But uh, as I think it was Senator Lindsey Graham who said that this particular, the naming of uh, Mr. Weiss as the independent counsel was sort of like putting gasoline in the fire. And I, I happen to agree with that. I think that, again, I support the idea that we need an independent counsel, but I don't like the idea that the independent counsel was uh, this uh, this fellow, Mr. Weiss. So we'll see. We'll see how it it all uh, unfolds. But I, I think the Republicans in the House are very angry about this, and they should be angry about this. Somebody has already introduced uh, articles of impeachment uh, against uh, President uh, Biden. I'm not sure how far that's going to get because, it, you know, the Senate will will reject it, but at least it's a statement of the dissatisfaction with the naming of this uh, particular independent counsel, who's not really an independent counsel because he was the man who was already familiar with the investigation. And you can say the man who botched uh, uh, the plea agreement that, as I say, ended up crashing in, in the federal courts uh, not uh, long ago. Well, from what I see on TV, a bunch of Republicans are in Iowa this weekend. I've got, they, they got something going on in Iowa, and a bunch of Republicans are there. And if you look at the numbers right now, you would think that it's a done deal for President Trump. I don't think it is. Now, I happen to be one of those who thinks that it's too early to be putting the crown on, on President Trump. I'm not saying that, I mean, he is the favorite if you look at the numbers, but there's a lot of time ahead. And I would also caution everybody about getting this excited this far in advance. And let me add a couple of names who we may see coming into uh, these uh, this presidential campaign. There's a couple of names out there that I think would really be good if they were to come in. The first one is Governor Youngkin, 
of Virginia, who's doing a great job and he's very popular and he is the face of a movement that uh, is a great political movement. And that is all these parents in opposition to what's happening in, in public education. And that's going to be a very important movement in 2024 because the Republicans are going to have to put the flag of school choice uh, in their platform and say that we are the party of school choice. By the way, speaking of school choice, I read an article in the Wall Street Wall Street Journal saying that school choice has now become a very important consideration when parents are relocating, that parents really like school choice or they like uh, states that have the option of school choice. So I think we need in Texas, we need to go in that direction. I think the country needs to go in that direction. By the way, I think we're going to get there. And that leads me to my next uh, candidate that you need to keep an eye on. And that's uh, Governor Abbott of Texas. I know that nobody's thinking about Governor Abbott as a presidential candidate, but he has a lot of the, the visibility because of what's happening on the border. He's also been a very strong advocate of school choice. And he's a, he's a fellow who doesn't make a lot of enemies. He's not one of these guys who, who uh, you know, turns off people with his personality or whatever. And he was reelected in huge numbers here uh, a few months ago. So keep an eye on some new candidates because I, I just don't think this is a done deal. This is I, I think that this could be a lot different six months, nine months from now. And just remember, remember that the first primary isn't going to be, I believe, until the end of January. So we're still talking five months before the first primary. That's a long time in politics. That's a very long time. So I'm not ready to give anybody the, the crown. I, I think that there's a lot ahead of us, a lot of time ahead of us, a lot of things that can change uh, ahead of us. And I, I think we just need to let this thing play out. As far as I'm concerned, the more people who come in, the better because I like diversity when it comes to candidates. I think it's good for the American people to see the kind of bench that the Republicans have in terms of governors, in terms of people who are doing a fantastic job as governors, uh, let's say Florida, let's say Texas, let's say uh, Virginia, uh, just to name uh, three states that are doing very well. Well, have a great weekend, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.